Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 73 of Courtside Indiana Podcast. I'm Jim Reamer. As always, joined by Zach Tyler. Zach, how was your week? Another solid week up here, up in the north. Uh, jumped right from soccer to softball, so still staying busy with that. How, how's Rex softball treating you? Is it Rex uh, or is it travel? What, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just Rex. So my seven-year-old's got Rex softball. Yep. Uh, so always at the same park on the same two nights of the week and same time, so that's nice. Right, and, and – your pitcher catcher combination how's that working out for you you're getting people who can pitch and people who can block and catch and yeah we've got the pitching machine so that's helpful oh you're doing oh you're doing a okay you're not doing actual pitchers you're doing okay not not at that age group no all right well then it may be a little a little little more interesting okay cool well yeah so we're, we're we're having some similar experiences in that regard these days but um (laughs) <laughs> anyway, we um, we're going to talk about transfers later today, or later in the podcast. It's hard to say later today. We're going to talk about transfers later in the podcast. And I don't think we're going to get a comprehensive list, but we definitely have some big names on the move. Um, and then obviously we've got a new prep school opening up this year. So, but first we're going to get to our normal weekly recruiting highlights, our recruiting updates, and Zach, take it away. Yeah, um, <clears throat> slower week this week. We had Jalen Washington up here, uh, Gary Westside. He's got a, a Notre Dame offer. He's a 2022. Uh, another 2020, excuse me, 2022. Isaiah Robinson from South Bend Riley got a Hope offer. Uh, it's a D3 in Michigan. Uh, Carson Jenkins from Fort Wayne Snyder got a trying offer, another D3. Uh, the Gerard brothers from Mount Vernon, Armand and Ahmad, got Southeast Missouri State offers this week. Uh, Jalen Hooks, 2023 from Attics, got a Marquette offer. Tayshawn Comer had a visit and offer from Butler this week. He's 2022 from Cathedral. And then uh, we had a 2021 offer to Jaden Brewer, former Ben Davis product. Uh, He got an offer to Radford. He's going to Combine Prep School this fall. Yeah, it'll be – and he's probably going to still go that route. It's – when I saw that offer for Brewer, I thought, well, it's possible he might just go ahead and commit. You know, I don't know if he's, you know, what he's looking for out of the section, you know, out of the prep school year. But uh, I, I do think there's times he, he might be a unique situation again with his eligibility issues last year, uh, do, you know, with the ITSA and then also again wiped out with COVID. Uh, recruiting, you know, last year being wiped out with COVID. You know, Brewer's one of those kids where he might be a guy that sees his recruiting jump. Uh, with an extra year uh, a lot of times it just doesn't happen and I don't want to say it's fool's gold but it's it's very rare when someone's recruiting jumps 
uh, a level unless you're talking about a kid that has some sort of obstacle. A lot of times it's injury. Uh, a kid named Hunter Christ from Hamilton Heights uh, who's played in our program. His father's a good friend of mine. You know, Hunter was a kid that was be being recruited by Division One schools during his junior year, but then pretty much missed most of his senior year to an injury, and a lot of that went away. And then his 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 post grad at Bosco netted him an, another three or four Division One offers back at the same level that he was at. So, you know, that definitely paid off for him. And, and Brewer's a kid that, with his athleticism and ball handling, uh, he in his defense, he he could be a kid that sees this type of jump but um what uh, tell us a little bit about the jenkins offer and uh, your your thoughts on him because i you, we both have seen snyder play this past year you you probably uh, have a better feel for them than i do uh, but what are your thoughts yeah. on jenkins and where, where he can fall yeah he's pretty athletic uh I, i'm thinking nai d3 level would be good for him uh yeah. just because yeah. maybe his size a little bit Obviously, he's going to get stronger, but uh, he handles the ball fairly well. I know we kind of talked about him during the season at one point, too. Uh, him and uh, – name's escaping me right now. But, but yeah, Carson Carson's a tough player, and I think right. I think the, the D3 NAI level is probably good for him. Yeah, I, I liked him when the, when I saw them play uh, against South Bend Riley. We, we've – We've talked an awful lot about that game here lately um, when we had uh, Coach Daniel. You were thinking of Aiden Lambert was the yes, guy you were thinking you. about earlier. Yes. Um, they're a very high-scoring group, you know, and they've got another – they have another uh, couple of guys that got a lot of playing time for them, and, and one of the sophomores they have – I'm going to look him up real quick, Elijah Brown. Uh, those they, – they've got four kids along with three three – three seniors or three incoming seniors. And then Brown is, as four guys who can really score the games we we've seen as far as just their scoring there, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of defense being played. I, I know they've played a faster pace, so it may not always be completely fair to say they, they don't guard as well, but, but definitely uh, they're, they're creating more possessions, higher scoring games. And, and those guys are putting up some good numbers. So the, the interesting one, well, first of all, the Gerard twins from Fortville, from Mount Vernon in Fortville, which is near Indianapolis, the SEMO offers for them. I mean, obviously, Ahmad is, is getting the greater attention so far between the two brothers. He's, a, he's an inch or two bigger than his twin brother, and they're definitely not identical twins. Um, but I, I really like Armand, who's the, quote, smaller one. I mean, he's 6'2 now, so it's not like he's small. But I love the chip on the, the chip that he plays with, and he is—he's got a little bit more of a, in, in a positive way, he's got a little bit more of an attitude, a little bit more of an edge on the court than even his than even his brother. And I, I think a lot of that is just coming from the fact that he has to continually fight for his own identity, and he's starting to catch up to his brother physically. And I, I think that if if Simo can pull both those guys, I think they got a chance at picking up a good couple steals because it's obvious that Ahmad is, is being recruited a little bit bigger. And I think Armand's going to be a kid that eventually uh, shows that he can definitely compete at that level. So um, anything else on that list besides before we maybe break into a little bit more on Comer? 
Uh, like yeah, you, that's why I was Robbins, say what you think about Comer. I mean, Hooks, another another uh, high major offer. Uh, Jalen Washington, business as usual for him, and picking up another right. offer for Notre Dame. Well, Hooks so. and yeah, Hooks and Washington are both the same. I mean, in terms of, I mean, they're going to get those types of offers. I, I think Hooks is is definitely is the one can't miss high major in that class. Uh, at least the kids that are in, still in Indiana. Um, you know, obviously there's been a couple guys that have shifted around, but but Hooks is definitely going to be a kid that's that's that one high major kid in this class. Um, I think Washington. I'm really looking forward to seeing. I have not seen him play this summer, so I hope to get a chance to see him play. I don't know if Gary West is on one of the teams that's coming down for the Charlie Hughes and Charlie Hughes shootout in a couple weekends. Um, there's going to be at least 103 teams playing. I didn't see if Gary West was. They were in it two years ago, uh, which was the last time we had it. Of course, last year was wiped out due to COVID, but um, he was in it. They were in it two years ago, but that's about the time he got hurt. So um, he only played in one game and then he was done. And then he didn't reappear until <laughs> the beginning of last year so or, the, right. or last season. The Comer one, this is his first high major offer. So this is this is a jump for him. And – you know, look, I, I think he's he's been a borderline kid. I definitely have thought he's a definite Mac level, Missouri Valley level kid. So if, if Butler's in love with him, they love his toughness, they love his decision making. He, he definitely can improve as a shooter. I think that's something he's going to have to do to play at that level. But they've also won with guards in the past that didn't shoot the ball particularly well. I mean, Ronald Norwood definitely did not shoot the ball uh, at all, let alone well. Uh, no offense to Ron, but he just didn't. It was not something that was expected to be part of his game. And then Aaron Thompson is a kid that they've, you know, that they've relied on heavily the last three years. And he's a kid that does not shoot the ball specifically well. And, right. and I don't think they're losing games because of that. I mean, it would be nice. I mean, Norad obviously played with guys like, you know, Gordon Hayward and Matt Howard and, and Shelvin Mack and the, you know, the, the two teams that basically, you know, got to the national championship game. So Thompson may not, you know, it may not be as easy for him to hide his lack of shooting um, as it was for Nora to hide it. Both were great decision makers um, and, and both were great defenders. And Comer's a much better shooter than both those guys at comparable levels, especially. So uh, it's very easy to see where he fits into that. And, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a tough kid and what he's, he, a lot like Lima Walker, have been two kids that have really developed as floor generals, as guys who can run a team. And I, I, I really like watching him play. He's a hard-nosed defender. I think there's going to be some times where height, size is an issue. Uh, but it won't be for a lack of effort, and it won't be for a lack of toughness. So, Why, why do you think now for him and why not sooner for, like, a butler? I, I, think, it's, I think a lot of guys, they want to see him play. They need to see him. Butler, um, look, there's some schools. I, I've been talking to a lot of schools lately on some of the offers that have been made, especially among the 2023 kids, and how perplexing some of it is that some of these schools have jumped in so early on some guys because they've not seen them play live, and they definitely haven't seen them play school ball. Um, I, as much as I value – I mean, I've been doing – I've coached AAU for 31 years, and as much as I value its role in the recruiting process – um, it usually jump starts a kid's recruiting, but a lot of times you, 
you have two times to really prove it. You have, you have to prove it during your school season when you're playing teams that are coached, that are definitely coached, playing against teams that scout you and playing against teams that scheme, that, you know, on the defensive end of the floor. And then also in AAU, you do get a chance to play better competition and you do get a chance to play teams. And, and some of them are well-coached, but a lot of them not, not necessarily aren't. And even the well-coached teams aren't necessarily scouting and scheming. So, you know, a lot of it is, is proven. And a lot of it is they want to see guys before they get a chance to really dig deep and offer them, unless they think it's a definite can't miss. And I don't think Comer is a can't miss high major guy, but, but he is definitely a kid that, you know, they hear good things from people they trust. And then if they get a chance to watch him or when they get a chance to watch him and it, 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 it follows up like anything, I, I've said this a lot. And I even tweeted this last week. We don't always have to be right when we, when we evaluate kids, but we've got to be really, really close, you know, or we've got to be close and enough to, so some of these colleges aren't thinking we're just bat s crazy, you know, um, about a guy. And, Comer's right there. There's a lot of things he does that are right borderline high major stuff. And I think a lot of that comes down to just his toughness and leadership on the court. And I think the rest of it, they can kind of figure out because he's athletic enough. Uh, he may not be the best athlete on the floor in the big East ever, but he's athletic enough. And as he's improved his floor, floor management, as he's improved, he's improved his shot, you know, his shot is progressing in the right direction. I don't see any reason why he can't get to that to the point where, where he's he's definitely somebody that has to be guarded if if not even an above average shooter from the three point line. So, right. Um, have you seen you've not you've not gotten out this year? Have you seen any stuff streamed on that Indy Heat team that he plays with? Uh, no, not I know this you year watched I you, you watched him a little bit last year. Yeah, definitely last year with AAU, and I liked him a lot as a as the Ford leader and getting the ball at the court fast and typically doing the right thing when he's getting it up the court quick in a quick way too. So attacking the basket or finding the open guy on the wings. You know, I think there's been some times earlier where the ball stuck with him and I don't think that's the case nearly as much anymore. And, you know, obviously they run a lot of stuff for him early. So the ball is going to stick with him, but it's the, the East, the West stuff. That really bogs the team down, and he's really refined his his game to where anytime that ball stays with him, it's because he's he's getting downhill and he's making plays for his teammates or himself. So, sure. um, you know, I don't know. I, it, I I still think a majority of his offers will be will be mid majors. I think, but it, it's definitely it definitely looks good. I mean, it definitely makes sense that Butler would want to be involved because I think. He brings a toughness to them that um, I don't want to say that they haven't had it because they've had it because I really like Aaron Thompson and, you know, they've had some good guards lately. They just haven't had, uh, you know, a ton of size. So, but no, I, I like that offer for him. And, you know, he's, we'll be curious to see if that changes his recruiting and then he starts to get more high major attention. But, sure. but that's what these last, the last two weeks of June and July are going to be about for a lot of these kids. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, do, you want, do you want to talk about the 2023 we were talking about earlier today? Uh, Jermaine oh, crap. and his recruiting. Well, yeah. So what was the, what were you, you asked me something off. You, you texted me a question. I said, save it for the pie. What, what's your, what was your question? Yeah. It was something along the lines of, uh, 
are we surprised that Jermaine doesn't have any attention right now or any offers actually? Jermaine, so Jermaine, you're Coleman. Jermaine Coleman from Part yeah. Tudor, six seven wing. Um, yep. Probably, I don't know. It's really hard to say because I think a lot of the offers that have been made to this class, the kids in this class, have been premature. I think that Hooks is a definite. I've really liked Joey Brown's development and where he's gone with his stuff, um, and because he's he plays with a high motor, and I value that. I mean, I've. We've talked about it a lot. I don't know anybody that doesn't yeah. value a high motor kid, especially if it's possessed with skills and, and length. And, you know, and, and, and in a case of, you know, Brown, he's definitely still looks like he's still got some growing to do. Um, and, you know, again, hooks to me is a definite, he's, he's, he's a no brainer. Um, and there's a couple of other kids, you know, I mean, I think Ashton Williamson is a kid that there's, there's no question he's, he definitely should be getting a stream of mid majors, in my opinion, because of his defense, because of his um, how hard he plays, and you know he's got a developing shot. Coleman is is tricky. I think I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure who's seen him yet. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how he's playing in the summer just yet. You know, I don't know. I mean, I know he's playing with Indy Heat's 2023 team. I don't know how he's doing. Obviously, anybody could put together a highlight clip. Um, but at 6'7", he is an above-average ball handler. He is um, definitely – an you know, he definitely is a three-point – you know, he's a threat from the three-point line. I don't know how – if I feel how consistent it is just yet, um, but his release has gotten a lot quicker. His It's gotten more consistent. So, where I mean by that, I mean it's repeatable. Um, he's put a lot of work into it. And he's a kid that really looks – he really can finish in transition. Um, defensively, he's certainly capable, and I, th- I think he's willing. He, sometimes he, he's look, he's a lot of like a lot of kids his age. You know, he he loses you know some attention span off the ball, um, but you know on the ball he can guard a lot of positions, and certainly his his length and and helps with that, no question. Right. Um, I, I I think if we get through July and he's not had offers, then I'll be perplexed by that because I think he's a definite definite division one caliber kid. But I think right now we can, we can play some of this off the non off, you know, the, the offers that a lot of these guys don't have. And the, and even some of the offers that have been passed out on, on these schools, haven't seen any of these kids play. Right. Um, right. Obviously you have a Butler camp situation where you get guys on campus and they get, they get a good look at them. I know other schools are doing the same type of thing. Um, that changes the game and that directly led to Comer's offer. You know, um, but, you know, some of these schools still are recruiting one class at a time too. even high majors now are doing that because of the transfer portal. So, yep, yep. Um, I, I think he'll have offers by the end of the month. I think he'll have off. And then I definitely think he'll have offers by the end of July. And, and normally I would tell any of these kids not to worry about it. It's way too early to worry about what offers you have, what offers you don't have. Um, most of the time I tell kids not to worry too much about it until the fall of their junior year, you know, or the, I'm sorry, the fall of their senior year, you know, because, you know, 75% of the division one schools recruit one year at a time for the most part. And by that, I mean, they, that's when they can expect to get commitments, you know? Yeah. And, and it's almost a hundred percent of division two and NAI schools that recruit one class at a time. So um, I, I don't, 
I don't think it's too big of a deal for a kid to get into the summer after his junior season and not have a ton of activity. Um, and I, I've seen it flip on a dime. I, I can tell the story of Jason Holsinger, class of 2005. He had no offers heading into July. I mean, we couldn't even get at the time at University of Indianapolis to call us back. And my assistant, Bob Busher, at the time, who was, you know, 25, 30-year varsity head coach, is a University of Indianapolis alum. And his son, Brett, played at Purdue. And, I mean, he's he coached Brandon Brantley and Chris Artis at Andrean. I mean, he's, he's coached, you know, he coached a lot of the guys that came through Chesterton. He understands talent. And he was calling. And we still weren't getting any feedback from anybody. And he goes down to Louisville with us in AAU. And I remember Dominic James had Nike camp and we basically told him to take the first two tournaments off of July. And so it, it really shifted our lineup a little bit. And Jay was great. I mean, he was really good in the first event during that time, which would have been the Hoosier shootout. And then he was outstanding at Eddie Ford's Kentucky hoop fest where we, we won both tournaments in our age group. And he was a stud in Kentucky and on the drive home from Louisville, he got nine offers. Jeez. So a kid had a kid had no offers before the before July, and on the way home from Louisville, he had nine Division one offers. So, um, you know, and he ended up being an, an Indiana All Star, and he went to Evansville. So, uh, where he had a good career. I mean, they weren't great while he was there, but but he had a good career, and um, but it, it can flip in an instant, and a lot a lot of time it is a lot of times it is, you know, definitely these kids get a chance to finally get exposure and it will, it will change for them in, in a hurry. So uh, I imagine Jermaine, if he has a good, you know, good next, next five weeks of open period basketball, uh, we'll, we'll get an opportunity to, you know, to, to you know, get some attention from these college coaches. So anything else before we move on to our transfer stuff? I think we're roll on here. All right, so this is how we're going to handle this. I'm going to read off the 2022 guys. You know, and, and we don't, we're not going to have all the transfers. I, we, we tried to compile a list. I don't think we're anywhere close to having it be a comprehensive list, even among major transfers. I'm sure there's a lot of guys that have transferred schools that, that haven't had impact on varsity teams yet that we're probably not going to ever hear about or, or you know, until we get deep in, you know, until we get into the season. But these are guys that we know are going to make an impact and that we have already, and, and I don't know where they are eligibility-wise, but these are kids that are enrolled in new schools right now. So we're going to go through some of the 2022s that we have. Then we're going to break down the Bosco Prep guys because that's a secondary issue that we've not discussed too, too much yet. There's a new prep school that's opening in Indiana. Not opening, but they're branching out into having undergrad teams or high school teams like a Lalo Mayor, like an Elevate out of Fort Wayne. Um, and then once we get through the Bosco guys, we're going to talk about the 2023 kids and 2024 transfer that we know about that are, again, that are going to have impact this year in the varsity level. So the 2022s are Braden Allen is a, a five foot, 10 inch guard from South Vermillion who transferred to Northview. Reggie Bass, who is committed to Illinois already, has transferred from Elevate Prep, Prep whatever it's called, to, to Tech, uh, Arsenal Tech in Indianapolis. Jalen Jackson uh, is a very good point guard. I, I like him more than most. Uh, very good point guard from Carroll, who transferred to Fort Wayne Northrop, and that's Carroll in Fort Wayne. 
Antonio Lizenby, who was an Avon transfer to North Central last year, he did not get his eligibility. He then went down to play for NTSI in, in Orlando, Florida, which is a prep school. He is now enrolled at Tech High School. So Tech has Lizenby and Reggie Bass um, this year coming into their school. Christian Nunn is one of two transfers going to Crispus Attics. Christian transferred from uh, Liberty Christian. And Maria Puau, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Um, he transferred from Sandwich, Illinois to Burbuff. Um, any of those stick out to you, even just among guys you've seen? Talk a little bit about which ones stick out to you. Um, just uh, talk about any, any one of those you want. Okay. I mean, Reggie, Reggie, I mean, we've already got him committed to Illinois. So, I mean, I'm not sure how much of a role that's going to play down at Tech. I mean, is Davion Turner still there, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, his dad's – Yeah, his dad's coach is Tech, right? His dad's coaching. His dad's coaching and Davion and, yeah. and Reggie are, are good friends. I think they're cousins. I think they're related. That seems – yeah, that seems about right because I know we kind of talked about maybe him going there originally, right? at one point right yes we did, we did talk we did talk about that yeah so i mean that'll be good for them obviously uh jalen jackson's probably the biggest one on the list for me just because uh, of how much i've seen him and how much i really like him as well uh his shot's really improving his outside shot and that had been a question mark in the past um i mean he was the leading scorer at carroll he's going to be the leading scorer at northrop um i was looking at Carroll's roster they're losing one two three four five the top five scores on this team is, are gone now for Carroll right and their head coach and their head coach so I mean that's well, going to be gonna, interesting and they're going to name a head coach here pretty soon I'm going to tell you who it is here in a minute I don't think it's a mystery by any stretch of imagination um hold on let's see it is going to be the guy from east side so whoever that is I look up his name. I hate that. Um, Coach Abbott. Abbott from Eastside is a former Carroll assistant and is going to be named the head coach at uh, Carroll. And he has had some good success at uh, at Eastside. It's some of the better some of the better teams they've had yeah. uh, in a while. Um, but so he'll he'll have a little bit of an uphill battle. He'll have a little bit of an uphill battle when he gets when he gets there. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to find. There we go. Now we can get there. Um, yeah, Coach yeah. Abbott is 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 that. But um, yes, I mean it's funny. Nunn and Jackson both are side by side in the um, scoring stats. So Christian Nunn for Addicts, transferring from Liberty Christian to Addicts, uh, averaged 22 and a half points a game. Jalen Jackson uh, going from Carroll to Fort Wayne Northrop, averaged 22.3 points per game. At least statistically, those are huge, huge transfers. And, and in, in the case of Jackson, um, that's going to be a huge, a huge impact for um, for Northrop. So yeah. I mean, I they're loaded with, with loaded with upper upper or lower classmen. So that'll be great for them to yeah. have him as a leader like that. And, and Christian Nunn, he'll have to share the ball a little bit at Attics, won't he? With some guys, uh, he'll definitely have to share a ball. Yeah, he, he's a weird dude. I mean, he's. He's, he's shifty. He's crafty. Uh, he's, he's under, I don't, he's kind of a tweener. He's, he's about six, three. Um, he's not super athletic. He's, he does a lot of decent things well for, for what is basically a, you know, one, a private school team. 
Uh, I don't know how much of that translates playing on a bigger schedule. I certainly don't think he's going to put up the stats that he did this past year. And I don't think that they're going to need him. I mean, they're definitely not going to need him to do that. Right. Um, I mean, he's going to be a nice, he's going to be a nice role player for them. And, you know, they're, they've lost, well, they've lost a guy that they were expecting to have, you know, the impact their team this year, but we'll get to him in a minute. Or uh, we'll get to him when we discuss some of these younger guys, but yeah. Um, you know, I mean, addicts, and they could definitely use him and he's going to be, um, going to be helpful, but I don't, um, he's not as impactful as what Jalen Jackson is going to be for Northrop. So the, the Lizenby one, the, the tech guys are tech was good last year. They were 12 and 12. Um, they, they play a tough schedule, you know, Davion Turner and, and, um, and Gabriel McQuay were, were both, you know, by far their two most productive players. McQuay has graduated. What they've got, though, is, you know, the, the progress and production of Matt Spears, who's a 6'7", 6'7", forward, who's, who's got a couple of Division One offers already. Um, you know, look for him to, to progress his skill set. You know, and, and as you mentioned, Davion Turner is a guy that, you know, the he had to do a lot with McCoy. Those two guards had to do a ton. They were the first two leading scorers. They were first and second on the team in assists. They were uh, both rebounded their position well. And, you know, it's going to be, um, it's going to be a little bit easier this year for them to get, you know, for them to have a little bit more balanced production because, you know, Bass is going to come in and, and be very impactful. And I, and I love if Lizenby does get a chance to be eligible I know there's going to be some question there, um, but Lizenby is going to be able to, um, uh, you know, Lizenby is going to be able to add some size to that equation, you know, and whether or not that propels tech, you know, past everybody else in sectional 10, don't know. Um, everybody's kind of joking around that Lawrence North is going to get their, their, their crop of transfers this year since they had a ton of guys graduate, you know, we'll see. Um, but you know, I mean, Cathedral is going to be in the way. Attics is certainly going to be in that sectional. But if they can get Lizenby eligible, uh, they will. Um, and I don't know that Bass is completely eligible yet. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. He's been out of state. You know, he's basically been out of the ITSAA for two years. Uh, and he was out of state for an entire season. So I'm not, I'm not sure where that situation stands for him. There's some question with Lizenby's eligibility because – somehow he still maintained his enrollment at North central. And I think North central is being asked to sign off on his transfer as I understand it. So we'll see. Um, the, the Braden Allen transfer to Northview matters because Northview is a team that they won their sectional last year while they graduated their best player from last year. They, they feel like they've got everybody else back and they got a kid named Drew Cook who can really shoot it. Averaged about 15 games for them last year after transferring up from Linton. And, and then they, they've also got a collection of 6'3 to 6'5 kids that play all their sports that will, will play roles for them. You know, there'll they'll certainly be a couple of those guys that score for them some, but they'll also be guys that rebound and defend. And, and they're going to have a lot of length on their varsity team. And what Allen gives them is a point guard. He gives them a definite primary ball handler. I got a chance to watch him play a little bit. He's, he's steady. He, he's not, you know, he's, we're not going to talk about him a whole lot during the year or as much as we would talk about a Reggie Bass or Jalen Jackson. 
but you know Northview is going to count on him um, being sort of a playmaker that um, that they they might not have had last year, um, or you know where they had to rely heavily on Swearinger and and you know who carries double duty as being their leading scorer and they're the top guy in the scouting report. So, um, and then Pau, if I'm pronouncing his name right, six seven six eight forward from Sandwich, Illinois. He's actually played. He was going to move in last year, from what I understand, to Westfield. And it didn't go through. I don't know why. I have no clue. Sandwich, Illinois is a small community far west of Chicago. It's not, it's, it's even west of the suburbs. So I'm not sure of how he gets there and how he gets from Sandwich, Illinois to, to Burbuff. Um, I had heard that he was, I had heard that he was um, going to definitely be in Indiana this year but had no clue what school. I just assumed it would be Westfield, but it ends up being Burbuff. So he'll give them some size and some length to go along with, with Billy Smith and, and some of the nice sophomores that they have that are, that are going to be juniors. Um, although they'll be small in the backcourt. So that'll be, that'll be one problem they'll have, but, but he definitely gives them some size. So, all right. The, the Bosco prep school guys, so Don Bosco has been a successful post-grad school. They've done an outstanding job of taking guys. I, I mentioned Hunter Christ earlier. Um, they've done an outstanding job of, of taking guys and, and helping their recruiting. They do a, they do a good job of developing guys. Um, but it's post-grad. Now they're going to start doing high school teams. And that's kind of where the rubber hits the road for me as far as whether or not I think it's a good idea to be there. Um, I think they definitely have their stuff together a little bit more than maybe what Elevate did last year. They probably have a better feel for scheduling. Uh, they probably have a better feel for uh, program development just because they have a lot more experience doing it. Now, whether or not it, how it translates to gameplay yet, I don't know. But they've got five kids that we know of from Indiana schools, all from the, the northwest part of Indiana that have transferred in already. Uh, and a lot of these guys we liked and have talked about a lot. Landon Babuziak from Hanover Central, 6'9 center. Britt Harris from Marquette Catholic, a 6'1", 6'2"-inch wing. Uh, Jack Mahoney, a 6'8 center from Lake Central. Willie Miller, who's a 6'2"-inch, 6'3"-inch wing from Lake Station. Um, and Caden Vasco, who is a 6'2 or 3 combo guard uh, from Lowell. And those five kids have transferred there. And, and Zach, you've seen all five of those guys, right, play quite a bit, or at least at least a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, Babuziak is the big one for me. Uh, yeah. And then Britt, Har Britt Harris probably also, and the more surprising one for me, just because of how well uh, he did at Marquette Catholic last year. He kind of came on the scene then. Uh Jack Mahoney, big, like we mentioned a little bit ago. Uh, didn't do too much for Lake Central this last year. Uh, they were kind of revolved around Kyle Ross, though. Uh, Willie Miller, he's a 2023 Lake Station. I like his game. He's long and lanky. Uh, he can score it, though. I think he averaged 17 or 18 in the game last year, close to eight rebounds. He, he, he did. He, but it's, a, it's a 1A school. Yep. But I – I've seen him play a little bit this spring. He's he's not he's not shot well when I've watched him play. He's he, when he gets out in transition, he's pretty good. I mean, he's definitely a slasher. 
And yeah. at, at the level that at a level he was playing at school ball wise, he was definitely a kid that I'm pretty sure converted some rebounds into some offense and some defense into offense. Um, which that part's easy to see just watching him play in the summer. But but in a half court setting, I, I've seen him kind of struggle. And, and and you know, that's a kid that goes to Bosco and maybe really develops. I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, right. Um but I don't know much then, about the school he was at before that either, as far as what kind of coaching he was getting at Edison. Right. Um, yeah. But the game's a lot easier when you're the best athlete on the floor most games, and I'm I'm pretty sure he was, and now he won't be. So this this will be right. This will be my, maybe a smack in the face for him. We'll see. Yeah. And Vasco. Yeah. He played. Yeah, Vasco played behind Mantis the last few years, so. It'll be interesting to see what he can do, too. You know, the curious thing is Babuziak and Mahoney playing together. I mean, Babuziak, we think, is skilled, but is he skilled enough? Uh, you know, and, and we've, we've got – we both – you and I both view him as kind of a five, and yeah. Mahoney's definitely a five. Right. Now, Babuziak's a little stretchier, a little more – and definitely more skilled facing the basket than Mahoney is. So, so in theory, they could play together. Uh, right. And, and I'm right. sure – the in some of the prep school stuff, they will play teams that have multiple bigs and, and, you know, they'll be able to play those dudes together. But, but yeah, Mahoney has not had a great opportunity to, to do a ton on varsity, uh, the varsity level yet. So, you know, look forward to him doing that. And Babuziak, um, yeah, I, I want to see who they get. Is, it. Yeah. This is pretty big for, for Babuziak. I feel like, because, uh, he he was with Indy Heat last summer, uh, played well. Oh, he was on a tough team. I feel like too because he didn't really get too many touches in that on that team. Uh, right. Switch, switched to Indy. Uh, uh, excuse me, Indy Elite this summer. I haven't seen him at all this summer. I'm not sure if you have seen him at all. No, uh, not yet. But uh, kind of had an okay season with with Hanover Central. Um, I, is, and they didn't have the guard. Yeah, they didn't have the guard play last year. We, that yeah, we had talked about that. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, they his his freshman year they had two really good guards, and one of them graduated that left just the one. But now you, you know, this past year I don't think he's he had that, and I think that sometimes can make a kid, you know, figure out that you know that's that's important to a big player's development. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I would be curious to see how they how that happens, you know, how that works out for them in the prep school world. I, I don't like seeing kids leaving high school and going to prep schools. I just I don't think it's necessary. Um, but, you know, you look at a kid like Bass who transferred from one prep school, you know, Hamilton Heights down in Tennessee, transfers to Elevate. And then, you know, not, I don't know if he's not finding what he's wanting or finding it doesn't matter anymore because his recruiting is going, you know, his recruiting went pretty well. And now he's just going to go to Tech High School. You know, I don't know what he got out of playing at those places. Um, and if he got a lot, then why, you know, why did he have to transfer out? I mean, those are personal decisions. I don't really judge him too deeply other than the fact that, you know, if these situations were that great, these kids wouldn't be leaving. Right. So um, I'm sure there's other viewpoints on that, and I can be told I'm wrong, but but that's just how I feel right now on a, you know, on an outer on outside looking in. So, um, 2023, 2024, we may have to speed up because I've, 
maybe have a battery issue with my microphone and headphones here because I'm not at home. Um, Nas McNeil is a is a, a wing slash forward from Terre Haute North who transferred to Park Heritage. Anthony Ball, this is a big one, transferred from Southport to New Beach Grove. He's a six foot five inch forward who's super athletic and strong. Kushan Ware, who's a who's a talented shooter, um, has had some has had some issues staying on the court at Crispus Attics. Um, has had some issues. He's, he's jumped around a lot in AAU. Um, he's definitely a, a good scorer. He's got great touch. Um, but he's transferred to – he's enrolled at George Washington High School in Indianapolis, which that's just, as we like to call here, Indianapolis, Washington. And then Ron Rutland III, who has, is a really good 2024 kid who's transferred from North Central to Crispus Attics. Um, he will get a chance – to have a bigger role in the varsity there than he might have at North Central, even though I'm still pretty sure he would have had, you know, gotten some good run at the varsity level for, for North Central. I was surprised to see that one, um, but he is transferred to Attic. So you've seen any of those guys play before I get deep into ball? Uh, nope, I have not. You know, the ball transfer, look, he's, he's athletic. When his, when he's really engaged, he's a bear on the boards. Um, he is, um, he's, he's, um, su- I mean, he's a super strong kid and he's what he's, he just hasn't grown. He's six, five, he's been six, five for a while. And, and as a result, his game has, ha- he has improved his game facing the basket. Um, what he gives beach Grove, beach Grove's got three really good 2023 kids headlined by Jeremiah Alexander who's a 6'3 guard, um, him and and Horan and Cam Brown. Horan and Brown are both 6'4", 6'5-inch forwards. Brown's an excellent shooter. Horan's a good shooter who's primarily going to be a guy that sort of enforces the paint area on both ends of the floor. But uh, Alexander, adding, adding ball with Alexander, it's going to be really good for Beach Grove. And if they can get those guys on the same page, especially with some ball screen action, getting ball as a rim run guy and, and maybe occasionally a pick and drive guy or pick and pop into a catch, you know, into a catch and shoot or into a catch and drive. Um, that's going to make Beach Grove, who's already expected to be good at the 3A level, much, much better. That was the one, as we tweeted out a couple of these over the weekend, just as I saw them and was kind of surprised by them, that was the one that evoked the most response among the people that I was around this weekend, as well as text messages and uh, from from different coaches, so um, that that one resonated almost as much as the Jalen Jackson one, um, and I don't I don't know that anybody knew about Jackson um, until Saturday, and I don't know that anybody knew, uh, definitely nobody knew about Ball, so both those were were surprises, and and um, yeah, that's the time of year. This is the time of year we usually see some of this stuff. So um, McNeil will help Park Heritage. Um, Although, you know, he's not, I'm not sure what his skill set is offensively. He's definitely a good defender. He's definitely going to be able to rebound for them. Uh, and where is, like I said, he's talented. You know, George, for George Washington, he'll have to play if they want to win games. And he's not been in that situation yet. And so there's been some times where he's had a hard time staying on the court. Um, and it's, you know, there's just, Sometimes 
You get kids that are like that. And but at Washington, he's going to have to play for them to win. And you know, it's, it's if he's if he does indeed stay there and play for Washington, this is going to be his one chance. This will be one chance for him to really stick and and make an impact on a team. And and hopefully that impacts the, the the overall health of his game. So because he is a talented shooter. So you got anything on those guys? You've not seen any of them play yet. Those are no. all pretty much the Naples areas guys, except for me. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen any of those guys either. Well, what what'll happen from here on out is as we get more transfers, we'll we'll probably talk about them as we get them. Um, I think next weekend we're going to talk about coaching changes, right? Yeah, I think that was so. the plan this weekend. That was the plan this weekend until we started getting all these transfers. Um, next weekend, we'll also have be able to talk about the top 100. So we'll have a we'll have some sets of eyes there. I think you're even coming down for that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna have to see if I can give it a shot. Father's Day weekend be tough, but we'll see. So we'll we'll be able to have, be able to swap some notes there, and um, then. Uh, but you know that's uh, that's coming up. But yeah, I think we'll we'll have another chance to to group some more transfers together, maybe heading into July. We can talk more about some of, if, if some of these surface, because I'm sure this isn't a comprehensive list. So, uh, Zach, you got your reads ready? Uh, yeah, let me get it pulled up here. Box Out Sports is the leading online graphic solution, giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes this season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Of course, that Indiana podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating and review, especially a five-star rating if you can. And we would value any feedback you have on, uh, on content ideas, especially during the off-season uh, and even during the season. Uh, you know, is any, if there's something you want us to discuss, um, that's how this transfer thing came up a little bit this week. So we appreciate that input and we can be reached. Our DMS are always open at courtsideind.com. So that's courtsideind. Oh, not.com. Sorry. Courtside IND on Twitter. So go to Twitter, find that handle and, uh, and send us a DM. If you want us, if there's something you want us to talk about, we'll certainly consider any idea. So Zach, you got uh, more uh, seven-year-old, Sports, rec sports this week? Yep, yep, Tuesday and Thursday. Going hard. Very good. Well, we'll be back. I'll be back uh, watching watching league games at, at a couple different locations. And and uh, we, we picked up a cat today, so we'll be, oh, be, house, we'll be, we'll be house training a kitten this week. Um, see how that goes. And uh, then looking forward to the top 100 next Saturday at Ben Davis High School. So. For those that listen every week, we appreciate it. And for those that are listening for the first time, hope you come back and, and subscribe. And, and we'll be pretty, here pretty much every week. We'll publish every Monday as we record most Sundays. And we thank you guys for listening. Zach, appreciate it, man. Yep. Yep.